The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to A Gut Feeling, where we discuss the brain-gut connection and how to break free from bloating and chronic inflammation of the gut. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, former anxious IBS struggler turned holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Thank you so much for joining me on your healing journey. Hey guys, welcome back. We're continuing the gut glory of talking about gut healing foods and everything that we need to do when it comes to quality, how we eat, what we need to be eating, and everything for your gut healing journey for 2021. So in the last episode, which you, if you haven't listened to it, definitely go back and listen to it and check it out because I started talking about my five pillars when it comes to food quality and what is needed in the elements of gut healing foods. We talked about organic, varying your gut microbiome, cutting toxic triggers as always, and adding fiber. And there's some really great tips and different things that you'll want to go through to look at that. Today, we're going to start with talking about the healing elements of food. And that is incredibly important. I saved it for number five because I'm going to talk about it the longest out of all of the things, because this is really where healing foods comes in. It's not just about eating healthy, because if, if someone thinks, okay, I'm just going to eat healthy or whatever, you know, eating whatever, like a smoothie or a cup of oatmeal or a salad or whatever it is, does it have healing elements to it? That's what's really important. And that's what we want to take a look at today is adding healing elements to food. Okay. So, the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to healing the gut with food and healing elements of food is that it's often hard for people to digest raw food when they have digestive issues because of the inflammation in the gut and the way that it can be really rough for them to digest it. So I often do recommend starting your gut healing journey with cooked foods when it comes to healing foods. It doesn't mean that you can't have some raw food every once in a while. And it doesn't mean that you, you know, can't go to an all raw diet or incorporate raw food at some point. It's just saying that when you're beginning your gut healing journey, 
it's really good to have cooked foods. So it's very warming and relaxing to your digestive system. There's a second part to this that plays plays its role inside of healing the gut too, which is when your Agni, your Agni fire is out. So you've heard me talk about Agni before. I have another podcast about boosting Agni. It's your digestive fire. So your Agni needs heat to stay running. If you have your furnace at your house, if your furnace light, your pilot light goes out in your furnace, what happens? There's no heat. So if there's no heat creating for your digestive fire, your pilot light is out or your Agni is low, then it can be hard to digest. And I do love Ayurveda and follow it a lot when it comes to healing gut issues with my clients. So how do we get that pilot light back on? How do we boost the Agni and the fire, the digestive fire in our gut? This is where those cooked foods come in. Anything that is cold and damp to your gut is going to put the fire out or can put the fire out. So things like raw foods, cold foods, ice, smoothies, really cold smoothies, these things can dampen the Agni. So we want to look to things more like decaf herb tea or warm water, room temp water, cooked foods, smoothies. When it comes to smoothies, the JRW smoothie protocol is to allow the smoothie to come to room temp or to not use any ice in it. If you're getting it somewhere at, you know, your local juicery or something like that, have them blend it longer so that it's not as cold or not use ice. And then definitely never drink it out of a straw because that causes more trapped gas and we, nobody needs more trapped gas in their life, right? So boosting the Agni, healing cooked foods, that's what's going to begin the elements of healing in your gut. Now, everybody is different. I've been talking a lot about bioindividuality and some people can tolerate raw for their gut. And if you can, that's great, but test it. Take out your journal, start writing down what you're eating and how you're feeling and see if raw food is affecting you. I never used to be able to consume raw foods. It was really, really hard for me, but I was also really sick. I had colitis, ulcers, IBS, all of the things. And so putting raw food in was really hard for me. Once I switched my diet over to cooked foods for even like 30 days, I could see that my gut was changing. I could see that things were healing. And then I was able to throw in some raw foods here and there. And now I can have a full big salad and have it not affect me, which is great because who doesn't love a crispy, crunchy salad, especially in the summer. So it's about layers. It's about steps when it comes to your healing. It's not about, I can do this, I can't do that. I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. It's just creating a program and a, and a protocol for you based off of the issues that you're having. So right now, if you're experiencing stomach pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, try to move to more cooked healing foods versus raw foods, and you'll see a difference in calming the gut down. The second element of healing foods is how you cook and what you cook with, okay? So poor quality oils, 
this is really bad for the gut, things like canola or vegetable oil, things that have a high smoke point, or excuse me, a low smoke point. We wanna use oils that have a high smoke point and are very healthy for the gut, like coconut oil, avocado oil, um, olive oil for drizzling. You don't wanna heat up olive oil too high. And I even love ghee too, which is clarified butter. It contains really good different amino acids that are really helpful for healing the gut lining. And it's lactose-free because it's been heated up and removed of its lactose. However, if you don't tolerate any dairy well, you can swap for the avocado or the coconut oil, no problem. So quality oils is a part of it. Adding in healing herbs and spices. So the top spices for gut healing, we know number one, ginger. Add it to your food, shave it over your food, spice up um, a recipe with it, you know, um, add it in. You can even add ginger just to some hot water and sip on that. Um, you can soak ginger in lime and then chew on it if you want. But the more ginger you can get in, the better. Ginger is the best food for boosting your digestive agni. So it's really helpful for that. There's also a great product that has a healing element with ginger in it called Leafy Organics. If you head to my website under my products page, Leafy is like a tincture or a tonic that you can take with ginger and turmeric in it. It's super anti-inflammatory. So you can take it once a day or a couple times throughout the day. It will help you digest. It will also reduce inflammation in your body. Very helpful for gut issues, along with a lot of other things too. It's been very helpful for headaches, um, or joint pain or anything that causes inflammation in the body. If you use code JRW approved, you can get 15% off your purchase. And again, you can head to my product page, JacquelineReneeWellness.com forward slash products and um, search Leafy there. And that's an easy way to add some ginger element into your diet too. If you don't have access to fresh or so something at home. Now, some of my favorite things to do is to add fresh herbs, cilantro, parsley, thyme, rosemary. They're so helpful at detoxifying the liver and cleansing the organs. They help improve skin quality and they get things going. Of course, you know what I mean by that. Um, so incorporating healthy, um, clean herbs into your diet daily. What I like to do is I like to buy the herbs and keep them in mason jars in the fridge. And so whatever I'm eating, I can just go in and pick off a little bit and add them to my food as I'm cooking, adding flavor if you like those herbs. Now, if you're a person that isn't really in love with cilantro, then do more parsley or something else. Or if you love the cilantro, pile it on. Just get those herbs in as much as you can throughout the day. And then some other healing spices include things like turmeric, cumin, paprika, um, anything warming, cinnamon is really good, or pumpkin spice, um, allspice, nutmeg, cardamom. These are all great warming spices, and they also help balance hormones too. Things like cinnamon is really good for balancing hormones. So incorporating these healing that uh, spices in. Now you can head to my website, JacquelineReneeWellness.com. I have tons of recipes on there that are gut healing recipes. I also have some meal plans and guides for sale on my product page too. Not very expensive, but great if you're looking to sort of step into a routine of creating these healing foods into your diet. And they're very, very simple basic recipes, great to create a staple out of them and put them into your sort of routine when it comes to your weekly routine. 
So another element of um, eating foods that heal your gut inside of healing is ones that are really nutrient dense, or as you've probably heard, the word superfood buzzing around is the great, um, is uh, foods that are high in, very, very high in antioxidants and nutrients, vitamins and minerals are considered to be under superfood. I personally like to think that anything that comes from the earth and is nature, like fruits and vegetables, is a superfood. But there are additional ones that um, kind of have come to the mainstream lately that are really, really helpful for gut healing. Um, a few of them, a few of my favorites would include um, goji berries. Goji berries are a great superfood, again, high in vitamin C, antioxidants, really good for the body. So those are also really great to add to oatmeal or make a nut trail mix out of. They add a little sweet element when you're looking for something sweet. Um, things like hemp seeds, chia seeds, um, any types of seeds that you can add to a smoothie, a healthy smoothie, or to oatmeal, or um, you know, you can sprinkle a lot of these over salads or in soups. These are great for getting your omegas. And also most people don't know this, but hemp seeds are really high in protein. So an excellent way to throw it into your smoothie without having to use a protein powder or just uh, for anyone who's also vegan to add it in on your avocado toast or over your salad to get additional protein. Now, there are many, 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 many superfoods, and I could sit here all day and talk about them, but I want to get into some other stuff. So again, adding healing elements to food through your spices and uh, what you're cooking with and the vitamins and nutrients. At the end of the day, we're talking about being about 70 to 80% plant-based anyways. Now you guys know me, you know that I eat meats and um, fish and different stuff like that. It's up to you to decide what's right for you, but to heal and feel really good, if you can focus on 70 to 80% of your diet being plant-based, then you're doing well. Now this is also the same for anyone experiencing other health issues, diabetes, um, skin issues like psoriasis and eczema, high blood pressure, um, uh, hormonal imbalance, infertility, all of these things. If you can really commit to this sort of plant-based lifestyle of number one, and then sort of sprinkle in other elements, you will definitely feel the heal. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I always laugh at myself when I say, you know what I mean? Because my dad says it all the time. And I always laugh at him for saying it. And then I've been listening to my podcast lately to get my video snippets. And I'm realizing I basically am becoming my dad. So that happens. You never know. Um, but I'm going to work on not saying it. So moving on, we're going to talk about how to eat. Okay. First of all, raise your right hand. And if you're driving, just hold the wheel with your left and repeat after me. I will not eat when I'm angry, sad, mad, or anxious. Repeat it again. I will not eat when I'm angry, mad, sad, or anxious. The reason why is because when you feel these emotions, your, your nervous system, your sympathetic nervous system is in fight or flight. And when your body is in fight or flight, your digestion shuts down. It doesn't work. So it can dump food into fat. It can create it. It can ferment. It can become toxic to the body. This is sort of where leaky gut begins too. 
So it's very important to be, to feel calm when you are about to eat. This is why stress eating is a vicious cycle because you stress, you eat, you feel bad, you feel guilty, you feel better after a while, then you stress and you eat and so on and so forth. And if you're always eating in fight or flight and your digestion is shutting down, it is a major part of the problem when it comes to gut issues and weight loss resistance. Because if the gut is holding on to toxic food, creating inflammation, that's creating weight on the body, especially in the midsection, ladies. So if you're listening, try to really focus on eating when you're not experiencing very high emotion and you're more in rest and digest your parasympathetic nervous system, which is where we should eat. Some tips to sort of get into the mode when it comes to eating that way is to set an intention. Now, I had that on uh, two podcasts ago talking about setting intentions when it comes to eating. You know, I'm about to eat this food. Let it nourish my body. Thank you for this food to nourish my body. Calm your system down. Or you can do a little bit of breath work. Take five deep breaths. Close your eyes for a minute and be aware that you're about to chew your food and slow down and chew it before you get to the point of shoveling it in your mouth angrily and having it not even help or absorb. I have many clients, again, like I've said before, that they eat really healthy, but they're always eating at their desk or they're always eating on the run and they're stressed and so they're not able to lose weight even though they're eating all the right things. By shifting that mentality or setting that intention, slowing down, chewing, and, and relaxing the body before consuming food, they were able to absorb so, many, so much more nutrients and rev up the metabolism and get into rest and digest and lose weight just from that. So that's a very important point for you guys. And by the way, you raised your hand and you said it, so now you're under oath and you have to do it. No, <laughs> um, you should want to do it because it's very important for you. So this brings me back to my very first podcast, which is called Chew on This. That's a great one to go back and listen to and share with everybody because that goes down to basics when it comes to chewing your food. That's really, really important. So check out episode one, which doesn't have a video because that was like way, way, way before the pandemic when I recorded that. But you can check it out on Spotify or iTunes or Empower Radio and get that episode. And it's very, very, very helpful. I really recommend everyone listen to that one. All right. So let's break down our meals for the day, our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we'll start with breakfast, which most people have thought of before as the most important meal of the day. But now we're we're rethinking that process a little bit because everyone is different and not everyone is hungry right away in the morning bring into play our you know intermittent fasting techniques and different stuff like that so there's a couple different ways you can go about eating breakfast that works for you so number 1 if you're going to fast it's really important not to drink coffee on an empty stomach Coffee is extremely acidic and it can burn the esophagus or start to burn away the lining of the esophagus and it can make, create an acidic environment, not to mention it's extremely dehydrating. So it's better to drink water or hot water with lemon or decaf herbal tea if you're going to be fasting in the morning to allow the body to flush and cleanse and have water. And if and then you can move on to food when you're ready. Some people like to eat right away in the morning. Some people like to eat later. But what's most important about your breakfast is that you're eating your breakfast 
at minimum of 12 hours prior to your meal the night before. So if the last meal you ate was at 8 p.m., then your next meal shouldn't be until 8 a.m. or a few hours later if that works for you. The goal is to fast between 12 and 16 hours, so whichever works for you. Now, if you're dealing with hormonal issues and you have problems stabilizing your blood sugar or you're getting headaches or you have all this other stuff going on, maybe PCOS or infertility, then it's better to eat within two hours of waking up so you can start to stabilize your blood sugar, especially if you're going to do a workout. So it's different for everybody, again, bioindividuality. And if you're having trouble pinpointing what's right for you, then clearly it's great to get a coach. You can book that discovery call on my website um, on JacquelineReneeWellness.com or send me an email, Jacqueline at JacquelineReneeWellness.com, and we can get connected and decide what's right for you. Because there are so many different ways. All roads lead to Rome, basically but your road may be slightly different than my road, than my cousin's road or my aunt's road or whatever it is. So it's very important to focus on your own gut healing journey versus somebody else's. Stay in your lane, basically. Number two, lunch. We talked a lot about Agni and boosting your digestive fire. Well, your digestive fire is at its highest in the middle of the day. So I actually like to say that lunch is the most important meal of the day, and it's where we should have our largest meal. It's where you can actually eat some raw stuff because your digestion is higher, um, and you should be getting most of your calories, your protein, fat, and carbohydrate intake here in this lunch place. And for those who fast, this is great because this is your first meal for breaking the fast. Or if you have a little breakfast or some breakfast, you should be ready for a large lunch. This also helps keep you from overeating at dinner or overeating late at night. Now, I know a lot of people who are so busy that they skip lunch and this creates a pattern where they keep overeating at night. They walk in the door or they get off their last Zoom call and they're just like ravenous because they didn't stabilize their blood sugar throughout the day or feed that Agni the meal it needed in the middle of the day. So lunch, most important meal, biggest meal, make sure to get a lot of your, we were talking about earlier, superfoods and healing foods in at this moment. And um, this is a great place to also incorporate some ginger to digest well and heal the gut. I like to take a minute for a word on snacking. Yes, it's okay to have a snack here and there, but try to avoid snacking all day. This keeps your body in fight or flight and doesn't put your body into rest and digest. We need time for the body to relax in between and actually digest the food. So if you're continuously snacking, it disrupts digestion, again, just like the fight or flight response does, and the digestion shuts down, which is, like we said before, not where you want to be when you want to digest your food, okay? So dinner. The last meal of the day should be three hours prior to going to bed. And the reason why is we were talking about it does take three to four hours in between meals, this rest and digest process to digest your food. And when you go to sleep, all your organs are regenerating and they need to shut down a little bit. So it would be like if someone said, okay, you can sleep, but you have to walk on a treadmill while you're sleeping. How do we do that? You can't, which is the same reason why your digestion shouldn't be running on a treadmill technically while you're sleeping. If you eat right before bed, 
that's what happens. Your digestion is still running on the treadmill, but your organs are trying to regenerate and rest and it doesn't work for your body. This can disrupt sleep a lot. People will normally wake up in the middle of the night or feel restless or feel inflamed. They don't feel rested in the morning. So really try to keep your dinner at least three hours before bed and definitely avoid snacking after your dinner too. If you're still hungry, start to consider the fact that you have not been eating enough throughout the day or getting your body into your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest enough to calm your body down, to get in the place where your body is digesting. Consider that. So take your time, decide if breakfast is right or not right for you. Create a bigger, more boosted Agni-type lunch that, that really gets your digestion going. If you need an afternoon snack, that's great. What I love to have is just a piece of fruit, a plain piece of fruit in the afternoon. Gives me that little bit of a boost from the delicious fructose and vitamins and nutrients. And it's enough to sustain me for my dinner, which I eat three hours before bed. So there you have it, some information. I know I threw a lot at you, part one and part two of how to heal your gut with food. It's, these are basic guidelines when it comes to digestion. These are the ones that always work for my clients when it comes to basic. Now, if you start to do a lot of this stuff and things still aren't working for you, then it's very, very important to book that discovery call on my website, JacquelineReneeWellness.com. Um, it's at the top just to book the call, um, you know, or you can email me, Jacqueline at JacquelineReneeWellness.com because if you've done all these steps, you've taken all these steps and it's not working, then what is going on could be more mental, a mental blockage, which I always work with my clients to get through those, or it could be more bacteria or virus related. And in that case, then I recommend more diagnostic testing to get to the bottom of it, pun intended. And for that reason, sometimes it's because you potentially could have picked up a parasite or there's been bacteria growing from the different things that are going on in your body. Or maybe it's just really important to get a more personalized plan for you and you're better working one-on-one. -on -one. I know I'm personally better working one-on-one. -on -one. That's why I have all of my practitioners, my trainer, my um, health coach, my naturopath, all the things that is important to me. I love working one-on-one -on -one because then it's really geared towards me and I'm not just jumping into something that's one size fits all which is actually right where we began the podcast of this two part was talking about that there is no one size fits all diet. And it's, it's extremely important to really look at bioindividuality when it comes to your own gut healing journey. So I hope that you found this podcast super helpful. If you know of anybody who could benefit from it, please share and leave a review if you feel called to. And don't forget to, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can get in real time the new episodes. Now, the, the also, the, also the other thing that's really cool is we've been posting them to YouTube on Empower Radio's YouTube station. So you can head over to their YouTube. You can see the full videos there. And you can also um, check out my YouTube, Jacqueline Renee Wellness, where I have little snippets of it too and extra information. And I always have great extra videos um, for you too. So start somewhere. That's it. Start small and start to peel back the layers of your gut healing journey. When you feel stuck, reach out for help because strength in numbers and we're always here for you to help you through your gut healing journey.
and happy 2021. And I hope everything goes right for you with your life and your blessings and with your gut health. Happy healing. Happy 2021. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.